Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to another episode of Self Love is My Rehab, where we are all tired of abuse being our addiction. I'm about to get my partner in crime, DC, on the line so we can start the show, so please tune in and love yourself. Yo, yo, DC, what's going on? Well, Nick, Happy New Year, Nick from Pinky Nick. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing much, nothing much. How are you? What was the vibe of the week for you? Happy New Year as well, too. Man, listen. Shit. Um, so, <laughs> not too many people know, but I started a new job or whatever. I think I talked about this in the last uh, episode, but um, I started a new warehouse job and everything like that, you know from a, you know, a well-popular well, uh, warehouse, so to speak. I ain't going to say no names, but, um, yeah, this is, like, my first warehouse uh, job and, you know, my first experience working in a warehouse, and it is whooping my ass. Um, I don't know how to feel about it, you know what I'm saying? Like, the pay is good, but, you know, at the same time, like, you know, a part of me is just, like, you know, I'm not cut out for the shit. But, um, right. you know, nonetheless, you know, I'm – you know, it's it's a uh, it's a practicing moment to you know kind of help strengthen yourself, and you know, yeah. never really, you know, be so quick to quit. You know what I'm saying when 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 things is rough and everything like that. But that part. um, yeah, I don't know. Um, like the scheduling is <laughs> is real different. You know what I'm saying? I work from six thirty p.m. to five in the morning, and you know what I'm okay. saying if it's mandatory, I got to stay an extra hour, which is six o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and then have to try to get some sleep, you know what I'm saying, to wake my kid up in the morning to get her ready for school and try to try to cram in, you know, as much sleep time as I can, you know what I'm saying? It's different when you work in the 7 a.m. to a 3 p.m. shift, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've been doing that for, for the last 10 years, you know what I'm saying? So to right. to jump from that and immediately jump to this type of shift is, you know, it's a whole different dynamic. But, yeah. you know, nonetheless, I'm just happy to have a job, you know what I'm saying, with, with everything going on. Um, that part. You know, not limit, living off of unemployment and stimulus checks, you know what I'm saying? Nothing against y'all people who are, but, you know, some of y'all out here just fucking, y'all trying to finesse. <laughs> but, um, but other than that, you know, life is good. I had a I had an incident uh, earlier today at Dollar General. You know, this uh, this lady was shopping like she was at Walmart and shit. And unfortunately, with this particular Dollar General, I've always had issues with this Dollar General. But, you know, I had to get um, some last minute things for the puppy. So I figured, you know, if I could, I'll just swing into the Dollar General. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's 2021, you know. I figured, you know, hell, new year, new start. Ain't nothing going to happen just yet. I was fucking wrong. <laughs> she was shopping oh, like shit. she was at Walmart and shit. She had a buggy full of shit. And oh, there was two registers open. One register only accepted cash only. I didn't have no cash on me. So, of course, the one that she ends up going to is the one where she had to use a credit card. And I was sitting oh, in line trying to be patient for 15 goddamn minutes. Don't ask me why I sat in the line for 15 goddamn minutes because I don't usually do that on a regular basis. So <laughs> I, dropped, I dropped the shit on the floor and I walked out. Like literally oh, dropped man. the shit on the floor and walked out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I say that to say we're not giving no fucks in twenty twenty one. 
You know what I'm saying? If 2020 taught us anything, is not to give two fucks about shit. Because if you made it, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, um, condolences to everybody who didn't. But if you did, it, it goes to show you, like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> self-love. Self-love is a thing. It's strong. It's here. Grasp it. And, you know, hold on to it. Yeah. And so. That's that's my love that's my little vibe vibe of the week, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What about you? Everything good with you? How's your new year starting? Everything's going good. Um, it was real good. Uh I'm gonna definitely talk about that in the shout outs though. Okay, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um <laughs> All right, cool. Well, shit, with that being said, um, you know, uh, we usually do a recap, but, you know, Complex said, fuck it. We ain't doing this shit, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I always put her on plasma, you know, she, she just said, fuck it, the hell with it. Um, that, that, that's, a, that's a more of a, um, a healthier way to tell y'all to go listen to the last goddamn show. Um, okay. So with that being said, we're going to hop right into the Shut Me the Fuck Up topic, and we are going to talk about the TV show You. Oh my God! <laughs> you is a goddamn show for your ass, boy. It's, it's a lot of shows out there that you know that really hit close to home, or you know, what I'm saying whether it's personal or you know, you've seen these type of um, characteristics, you know, what I'm saying within other people. But I'm telling you, you is something different. So we about yes. to definitely uh, chop in on this uh, episode, uh, on this uh, show here. I've been watching it ever since it came out. You know what I'm saying? This is this is one of those shows where it just kind of just like rolled upon me. Like nobody had to force me to watch the shit. I was just like, you know what? You, why not? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And once I started watching it, like I haven't put that damn show down ever since. You know what I'm saying? I I can't wait until season three comes out. It's been confirmed. Hallelujah. But um, <laughs> we go uh, we go jump into the uh, to the first question here. Um, what is your take on the show in general? My take on the show in general is that you really point out a lot of our toxic ways that we think is love, but it's not love. And, like, watching the first episode when he was observing the girl walking to the bookstore, everything that he was saying was so triggering because some of the things that he was saying is stuff that I've thought, but it's like he sounded like one of those medicine commercials where they're telling you all the side effects but they're saying it so calmly you know like how it was okay for him to just like pop up wherever she was at and you know talking about like listening to the conversation that her friends were saying and it's like you don't deserve them you just need me in your life like (laughs) we really feel like that we really like I know for me like in past relationships I always felt like no one can make you as happy as me And it's like, it just kind of shows that fear that you have of being replaced. And I feel like that comes with, you know, I think that's a side effect of attachment issues. Because it's like, when, um, please remind me of the first girl's name. Because the second season, when Love came in, she kind of overpowered her. What was the girl's name that he had, uh, that that, that he first came in contact with and was trying to uh, get her name? Do you remember Beck, okay. Um, like, yeah. you know, just the fact of her wanting to leave him and he locked her in the basement and everything. Like, yeah. I've never been to that extreme, but 
right. but pressuring a person, you know what I'm saying, don't leave me, I can't be without you, you know what I'm saying, like even going to the going to the, the state of like having suicidal thoughts, like, you know what I'm saying, like, well, if you leave, I don't know if I can live life without you. In a sense, those words can make you feel like you're trapped in that basement like Beck was, you know? So you yeah. really just points out a lot of toxic ways, but it also shines light on what he had to deal with growing up, and it shows that what your parents teach you, you can, that, shit, you can, that shit can blur the lines of how your life is supposed to go. You get what I'm saying? Like what he dealt with, yeah. he thought it was okay. So yeah, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree, like a hundred percent of what you just said. Um, I feel like it also shines light too on um, how revealing you are on social media. Because if you ever paid attention mm-hmm. to it, you know what I'm saying. Like once he, once he kind of like intro- was introduced to her in a sense immediately like he went like in the sense to social media it was like i gotta find this girl like i need to know what she likes and it's like you know he went onto her page and you know as he's speaking to himself you know he said oh like Mm -hmm. you know she likes to you know she likes to um she likes to sightsee you know i'm saying maybe like a picnic or something like that could probably be something to kind of win her over you know what i'm saying like people use their people use like social media as like a resource you know what i'm saying to a person's interest you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it kind of defeats the purpose of really kind of get getting to know that person organically because, like, you kind of already True. get a sense of what they like just based off of what they post on social media. You know what I'm saying? You don't mm-hmm. get that You don't get that organic chance to kind of fill them out, you know what I'm saying, to kind of have that, like, those organic conversations to kind of fill them out and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. yeah, like, he, yeah, Joe... Joe is the main character, guys, and, like, you know, Joe is, like, on some stalky type shit, <laughs> you know yes. what I'm saying? I, 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 meant to, I meant to say this before we even started talking, uh, shit, the disclaimer is already out there, fuck it. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen this <laughs> show, um, don't listen, and, you know, we ain't getting too many spoilers just yet. I mean, well, Complex did, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, if you haven't seen the show yet, don't don't listen to this episode, but um, <laughs> definitely give this an opportunity to actually go to season one, episode one, the pilot, and actually watch it because yes. it's like some real good shit. But um, yes. but yeah, um, nonetheless, I, I you know I agree with everything you touched on. Um, it a lot of yeah a lot of a lot of Joe's tactics really revolved around his childhood and you know Mm -hmm. I never really understood that until we actually started doing this podcast you know what I'm saying because we 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 generally talk about a lot of um um a lot of our problems and where they stem from and you know what I'm saying it it all narrows down to this you know this um the the childhood you know what I'm saying like what we went through and how it kind of molded us to be the um the adult that we are today um Mm -hmm. so yeah a lot, a lot of his tactics, you know, definitely came from his childhood for sure, for sure. Because like I had to, I I had rewatched it a bit, and you know, it was scenes and scenarios that you know that were kind of put into place, and it was just like, oh damn, like okay, yeah, I see, you know what I'm saying. Um, so my next question is, uh, do you feel? Uh, Joe is a complex protagonist 
or do you feel like he's just an all-around antagonist? Like, is he is he like yeah. that good guy that you can kind of understand the justifications that he's doing, or mm-hmm. is he just all-around bad guy? I think Joe, in his mind, he feels like it's good intentions because Beck did have some fucked up friends around her. One of her friends yeah. was obsessed with her. But his methods were extreme. To go, I don't even know how he didn't get caught, but to go walk and stand in front of her house every day watching her, like, you know, reading others. Like, because, you know, he was going through social media, like, you know, going to, like, her friend's page and stuff like that. But it's like when he was stalking her, he realized she, the person that she proclaimed to be on Instagram wasn't who she was in real life. Like, you know, like, he he's he kind of seen the vulnerability in her and, like, what are you doing with these women? So it's like he had good intentions, but his methods were extreme. But it's like it was what he was taught growing up, you know, like like with um, right. the guy that took him in, like, whenever he messed up, you got you to gotta stay down here. I don't know how long he would stay in the basement, but it's like he did the same thing, you know what I'm saying, to the girls that he came in contact with. His exactly. mom, you know, I, I think that was his dad that was abusing his mom and burning him, and, you yeah. know, he had to end up killing her, and she was like, you didn't do anything wrong. You were protecting me. You have to kind of watch what you teach a child because they can grow up and think this is okay. And some people can get stuck and be like, I'm okay with this. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like it, it, I mean, it's, it's okay to be, it's okay to accept who you are and to embrace your fucked up ways. But if someone comes along that you're trying to pursue and they're telling you, I don't, this makes me feel uncomfortable. It was wrong for him to sit up there and try to make Beck feel be okay with it. No, still love me. Nigga, you have me locked in the fucking basement. <laughs> you didn't kill all of my fucking friends. What do you mean? You know, like, it, that, that's when it becomes wrong. So it's like he was good, but yeah. his methods was extreme, and he met his match in season two. But I know we'll go into that with the other questions you have. But, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, I think he was a – I think he's – in my eyes, I would I would consider him a complex protagonist. You know what I'm saying? Just based off of, based off the um, the um, the answer that you basically gave off. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. his intentions was good. You know what I'm saying? And you know it 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 does stem a lot from you know like I said his childhood, and honestly, where it got triggering was mm-hmm. when he had to confront Beck about having sex with her therapist. Cause I had, I, I remember oh, yeah. that scene. I had watched that scene and you know what I'm saying? It was one of those, it was one of those scenes. And it, and I swear to God, we've all been through this where we have to pretty much show emotion before uttering the words. I need you to tell me the truth. Yes. <laughs> did you or did you not do this? And she and right. you can tell by her emotion, she was like, Oh shit, I know what he about to ask. And the fact that he crying yeah. and he literally ready to break down, I can't lie to this man type of thing. So like I commend mm-hmm. her for telling the truth, but yeah. I feel like when those emotions are built up from the uh from the uh accuser, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can't help but just, like, you know, just utter the truth. You know what I'm saying? And I mm-hmm. feel like that's where, like, the breaking point was for 
you know, for him to like really like snap into like that, you know, that 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 toxic, you know, part of him. Like I I really feel like that's when yeah. he really kicked in. Cause I think like right after that is when you know he tried to sabotage the therapist and everything like that. Cause the uh, the therapist mm-hmm. was in jail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of people fall into category where you know. Yeah, like the the gestures are extreme, but their intentions are good, and you got to yeah. kind of watch who you fuck over. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're not <laughs> feeling that person, let's let's yeah. be real. Like you know what I'm saying? If you're not feeling that person, or if you're not if you're not all the way in, so to speak, and you yeah. you know that you might have interest out, you know you might have interest to you know still play the field type of thing. Don't allow this person to feel like you know, the the complete opposite. You know what I'm saying? Because if you if you give off the impression that you're all in and you know what I'm saying, you're just for that person, then that's what they're gonna mm-hmm. absolutely believe. You know what I'm saying? Until, yeah. you know, you start fucking your therapist. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because her response was yes, but it's over now. Bitch, what you mean it's mm-hmm. over? Yeah, it's about to be over for you. I'm about to put you in this damn cubicle. I'm about to put you in this motherfucking cubicle and let you know what you've done wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, oh, but man, I mean, I felt them on that part. You know what I'm saying? Because we we've all we've all experienced that that portrayal where you know it hurts so deep to where like you just feel like it's hard to come back from. You know what I'm saying? And that and that shit that shit hit home because I've too experienced that in a sense. You know what I'm saying? And I've also been on the other end of you know that situation too <laughs> you know what i'm saying got slapped about it too <laughs> but you know that's a whole other topic but um my third question have you ever had stalking moments and were they extreme as joe's mm, i've had stalking moments i will not i'm not going to say if they were extreme, if they weren't, because I feel like if any time you stalk, it's just bad. <laughs> but I've said on previous podcasts that I was in a relationship with this guy for three years. And um, the wedge that between our relationship that was, like, basically pulling us apart was I had gained a lot of weight after my mom and my grandma passed from depression. And mm-hmm. he had told me from the get-go that he, you know, big girls wasn't his type and everything like that. But it's like he still wanted to be with me. But it's like he wasn't showing affection. So I had found out about his ex-girlfriend that he was with, that he lost his virginity to. Because, you know, I was when I first met him, I was scrolling through his Facebook because I feel like you can learn a lot about a person but at the same time, social media can be conniving, too, because we only put up what we want you to see. But it's like I was going through, I found myself scrolling back, like, almost two years. And, you know, I, I seen that he was tagging her and stuff. I instantly started comparing, like, well, damn, he don't tag me as much. What's so special about her? I'm going on her page, making insults about her, like, she's not even that cute. And it's like, I felt like at that moment... <laughs> I should have said, like, dog, this is not, this relationship ain't for me. But because, but, but, but because I had attachment issues and I wanted to make it work, 
it's like I'm going to do everything in my power to tell myself and convince myself why I need to stay. I didn't have to insult that girl. She did nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? She probably didn't give two fucks about him. But it's like here I am on my his her page comparing myself to her to see what was so special about her. Why did she get more tags than me? So, yes, I've definitely done that, that stalking thing. But I hurt my own damn feelings. I went through his phone before. I hurt my own damn feelings with that. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I did all of that except for the phone thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And to add a little bit more to that, I mean, I've, and, okay, um, I'm about to expose it. About to rip (laughs) a Band-Aid off. (laughs) Well, I mean, it ain't ain't necessarily a Band-Aid. It's more so of an exposure. Um, Okay. So the, the last serious relationship I was in, head over heels for the girl, I was, Practically Joe minus the killing. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so like when like the one time the one time we had broken up. Yes, I said the one time. It's been more than once. Um, <laughs> the one time we had broken up. It really, I guess, it really hit me hard. And and this was, I guess, this was around a time where you know, the aging thing really kind of kicked in, and you know the maturity started to kick in, and you know the the settling started to kick in too you know what I'm saying I I was you know growing more settling with her you know what I'm saying yeah. so at the same time battling, battling uh, toxic ways too right. so one time I don't know what it was in the air but like I was skeptical as shit I really mm. felt like she was possibly involved with somebody else so okay. you know I took a little took a little ride, you know what I'm saying, and I I drove past her apartment complex, and you know, it was it was kind of it was kind of a a sightseeing to where you can kind of see, in a sense, what's going on, and you know what I'm saying, like whether you know the living room light was on or was it pitch dark, and you know I was starting to compare shit like that. It's like okay, when it's fully dark in there, me and her usually fucking. So mm-hmm. is she fucking? Like you know what I'm saying? Like you know, I start comparing I start comparing a little shit like that and it's crazy because like we will we will sit up there and we will drive ourselves fucking crazy based off assumptions, yes. bro. Yes. And that's what I was doing in that particular moment, you know what I'm saying? Just you know, just being driven off assumptions and, you know, just not, you know, considering the fact that well, maybe she ain't home. But because mm-hmm. her car was out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> nigga, nigga, it's seven thirty, nigga. You ain't never usually this, you know, sleep this early. Shit, you ain't even got work tomorrow. I know your work schedule, bitch. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know, and and it's so crazy, you know, because you know, like I said, we'll we'll drive ourselves, you know, with the assumptions. But yeah, that like the whole the whole social media thing. I've been there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, shit, I'll, I'll stalk the motherfucker while I'm with him. You know what I'm saying? I hate oh, to admit geez. that, but you know what I'm saying? I guess <laughs> it's, I don't know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's really like stalking, more so like of admiration, if if I said that shit right. But, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm always, I'm always curious as to, you know, what you're doing or, you know what I'm saying, what you like today or, you know what I'm saying, like what you happen to say today. How are your day going and shit like that? You know what I'm saying? Because, in most cases, you don't necessarily really, you know, talk to a person on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? Because 
let's be honest, everybody is more committed to their social media than they is with anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you can catch a motherfucker posting, like, every five minutes or so. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's where that's where kind of like the host is, you know, of knowing about a person is through the social media. You know what I'm saying? So the the first step of, you know, a stalker is to fucking check the social media. Every last one of them motherfuckers, mm-hmm. all four of them motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh yeah, definitely I don't I don't I don't necessarily consider my, my stalking as extreme as Joe's because like I wasn't within like six feet of this motherfucker. Like you know what I'm saying? And she not know I was there. But the funny right. thing about Joe was like when he would go do his stalking and shit, like he, he always I don't know if you ever noticed, but he always put on his little invisible cap. I call it an invisible cap because like this motherfucker be like legit like ten to six feet away and like don't be noticed at all. He ain't detected for shit. Like motherfucking invisible as hell. Like he don't don't nobody be knowing who the fuck this creepy ass motherfucker is. He just able to just you know, just stalk away. But um But yeah, let's uh let's let's travel into this season two portion. So, uh, what was your take on what was your take on Candace returning to uh, season two? I just want to say the look on his face when he <laughs> first <laughs> will always be fucking funny, though. I swear, and that's how yeah. I know that me, you, Queen K, like all of us, Ace. I know that's why we meant to be friends because we all laughed at the same fucking part. Because it's Where like, dog, everything that I tried to bury is coming the fuck back. But I was also kind of, like, disappointed in Candace because it's like I get where you were coming from. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I get that you were trying to, like, you know, make him pay for what he did to you. But look at how triggering it was. You know what I'm saying? All them times that she would think back to how he buried her alive. It's like trying to get revenge. Man, we said this on one of the first episodes of our podcast. Getting revenge will only hurt you and you're losing yourself more and more in the process because she ended up getting killed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Trying to come back to a situation. Like, I was I, I was disappointed because I'm like, come on now. You know what I'm saying? You better than that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just go on living your life. You know what I'm saying? But at people who have been abused or, you know what I'm saying, disrespected in a certain type of way, we want to take our power back. And that's what she came to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to piggyback off that facial expression, dog, because I swear to God. <laughs> I had to rewind that shit like at least three times because Joe looked like he legit shit his pants. But I, I was, I was kind of hyped for it because, like, you know, like, once she kind of stepped into into the season, like, mm-hmm. everything was up air at that point, you know what I'm saying, as far as, like, where it would go. You know what I'm saying? Will she right. will she just straight try to just, you know, get to the point with it? But I, I agree with you on her um, on her coming back and trying to make him suffer for everything because, honestly, it was, it was pretty ballsy, you know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, yeah. like, you know, happened having to remember the fact that this motherfucker buried you alive and yet you still chasing this motherfucker, you're the one with the toxic issues. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it was, it was crazy. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, trying to, trying to, um, trying to be vengeful of situations like that, like, that's, that's pretty risky 
to do, you know what I'm saying? Especially when it was a, you know, uh, a near death experience, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For you to, shit, she was really on some stalking shit. Like you pretty much like relocated and like searched for this motherfucker just to, just to pop up and be like, Hey, I'm still alive. You didn't do your job. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah, nonetheless, yeah. Candace was back, motherfuckers. But yeah, she she's gone. <laughs> she's gone. Yeah, oh shit, she gone, gone. But you know, oh, yeah, like yeah, because like you said, you know, chasing, you know, chasing at the vengeful moment, you can you can lose yourself, literally. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and the crazy part about it was it wasn't even by the hands of this motherfucker. <laughs> it was it was oh, by love, love. it was by <laughs> it was by a uh, lovely uh lovely love. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to say this. Love, whether it's the character or the real person that um that plays the character, these shit. I actually got a crush on that girl. And and <laughs> and it's crazy it's crazy because I didn't have this found crush on her off off of, you know, the actual person. I can't remember her name right now. Forgive me, Shorty. But um I've I've built I built it based off of her character. Honestly, you know what? Mm-hmm. I lied. I based it off of the one sex scene that they had. And she basically threw this nigga on the bed, threw a sock in his mouth, rode him, and, <laughs> like, the way the way this nigga was just like, I ain't got no control. She then took the soul out of my life. I was like, I love her. I love her. Like she's a chick. Oh, gosh. <laughs> she's awesome. <laughs> but um but yeah, to briefly to briefly um bring in the character love, this is basically the chick that met Joe's match dog. Like it it was crazy how the twist, you know, the twist, you know, came into play because you the way the way they portrayed that whole thing, like you never would have expected love to be as crazy as this motherfucker was, as Joe was. But mm-hmm. um, that ties into my next question, though. Do you think two broken people can truly love each other through their toxic ways? Okay, so looking at this question, I'm gonna look at this from two different point of views. Okay, so mm-hmm. when, when when he was with Beck and then he broke up with her and started dating. The um the African American chick, I forgot her name. I need to rewatch yeah. it. But Beck, you know what I'm saying, coming back around, wanting to, you know what I'm saying, be with him and everything like that, and then causing him to cheat and everything. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like he couldn't he couldn't say no. It's like Beck was finally giving in to what he wanted, but it's like you see that I got somebody else. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like he distracted her. He, 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 she. I'm sorry. She distracted him from like being with somebody that was really there for him. You know what I'm saying? And, right. You know, like, right. like, like, at, like after after I left you because you cheated with like you know what I'm saying with the fucking therapist stuff like that. Like, and now you want to come back? Like, I'm so fucking confused. But from him in love standpoint, love was giving him everything that he wanted back to give him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And. I, it's crazy because it's like he met his match, but for some reason we are wired to only go after the person that doesn't want us. 
We give the person that is willing to give us everything a hard time, and we go after that person because we want that challenge. We feel like a person that's reciprocating our needs is too boring. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to find, I I have to find, like, problems to make this relationship work because I'm used to chaos. The fact that love killed Candace was willing to, you know what I'm saying, wipe everything clean, like, you know what I'm saying, like, I can make this all go away. It's like he finally got to see how he was being, and it's like it turned him off, and it was just like, okay, yes, she shouldn't have killed Candace, but it's like, nigga, you going to really look at her different after she be after she was the one that you like like she gave you everything that you always fucking wanted like it I don't know right. that part just irritated me and it just shows like I don't think that two broken people can like truly love each other through their toxic ways because it's like it's always going to be like one sided one person's always going to be doing more of the pull than the other person because it's like we're so fucked up like I said it before. You got one person that's just here for a benefit, and you got the other person that's here because it's like, I just want to prove and give you everything, but it's like that other person's taking advantage of the situation. What about you? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And you got to think about it, too. Um, the the one time and the only time was, uh, was when uh, – when he when he killed his dad for you know for hurting his mom, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I feel like I feel like that engraved in his brain that, you know what I'm saying, like any wrongdoings is results into death, so to speak. Because if you mm-hmm. think about it, he was about to kill love. You know what I'm saying? For mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying, for possibly killing Candace. But she uttered the words I'm pregnant, you know what I'm saying, which stopped him yeah. from doing so. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So if she never really got if she never got the chance to say those words, she probably could have been dead too. You know True. what I'm saying? And you know, like in that flashback where, you know, cuz that they they showed that flashback during um a therapy session that Joe had. And mm-hmm. I actually got to try that shit because I I seen some people in the comments that on the on the video that I was watching um, of that video clip and they said that they had tried and they immediately started crying just off of the thoughts that they had. And it was, it was mm. crazy as hell. Like I was, I, I'm really considering doing that, that therapy. I, I can't remember the name exactly, but, um, I think they stick like, uh, they stick like a needle or something, something inside, um, inside your earlobe or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it, it pretty much tacks into your, your memory bank. And it makes you think about all these fucked up situations that may have happened and everything like that. And um, it's crazy because, like, the therapist referenced to self-love and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. you were saying, like, self-love is all you need type of thing. But um, Oh, you talking about Love's brother that did that. You had to with Love's brother, yeah? No, no, no. That was, uh, no, uh, Forty didn't do it. It, uh, it, was, it, was his, it was his random ass uh, character. He was, he was Joe's therapist or whatever at, um, at some point. Okay. He was doing therapy on him. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's, where, that's, when, uh, that's when the scene of, you know, him killing his dad uh, came into play because his dad wasn't shit. He was abusing, mm-hmm. he was abusing his mom. The mom wasn't no damn better because she pretty much neglected Joe when he was a kid. Because I remember the one scene where um, 
this uh this businessman was um was trying to hook up with her at the store and she told Joe to stay there while she go handle her business and shit. So you left your you left your child in a store just to go, mm-hmm. you know, do you know, do you. And, you know, she was giving him she was making all these promises to Joe when he was young, saying that, you know, we're gonna leave your dad and, you know, everything's gonna get better. It's just gonna be me and you type of thing. Where mm-hmm. I think that's where that kind of crossed into like his you know, his his way of, you know, loving somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to be with me and you, you know what I'm saying? So we can be complete together. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mm-hmm. know how to love. You know what I'm saying? So once I love on you, it should be just me and you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. when, uh, when Beck's friends, you know, started to see Joe as, like, this crazy-ass individual, you know what I'm saying? And once he detected that, you know what I'm saying, that was that – was, you know, he calculated that as, you know, you're trying to take me away from Beck, you know what I'm saying? And I won't mm-hmm. allow that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, um, to piggyback off of what you said, it, it, having two broken people try to love each other, that's, that's just deemed to crash. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it might, it might still linger here and there, but you know what I'm saying? It's always going to end up crashing to the point where, you know, it could get violent or, you know, it just simply would just end, you know what I'm saying? Somebody will come to their senses and be like, you know what? I deserve better. You know what I'm saying? Like I've adapted to self-love and right now that's not, that's not feeding into my self-love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, um, okay. So last question, do you think people are really capable of doing the wrong things out of love? Um, I think people, if they don't realize that they're, that their toxic ways is toxic, yes, you can absolutely do wrong things out of love and think that it's okay. Um, for example, me, uh, I was the type of person in relationships, um, I could be very snappy, uh, I could be very bitchy, um, like if I was in the mood for sex and, my partner wasn't ready to like 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 they weren't in the mood. I would instantly mm-hmm. have an attitude, you know what I'm saying, like how dare you you like like oh, you don't desire me like I would instantly start arguing with them. You get what I'm saying, and then it's like when they would give me mm-hmm. the silent treatment, I would force them to talk to me because it's like, why are you hurting me? oblivious to what the fuck that I was just doing. You get what I'm saying? Like, you know, and that's when, like, I would really try to, like, point out, like, okay, but I did this, this. Like, when they would say, like, yo, I don't like the fact that you do this, I would gaslight and say, no, but I, you know, but I did this for you, and that that, that shit overpowered. I'm not perfect. It's like you, it's, it's not cool to force someone to be okay with your toxic ways. If you really care about somebody and they're telling you that they need to set a boundary, if that's something that they're not cool with, if you care about them, you're going to change it. If you're stuck in your ways, you know what I'm saying, you have to leave that person the fuck alone. Don't fuck them up, you know what I'm saying, because your love language is not speaking their love language. You get what I'm saying? So, yes, I think yeah. that people are, they're, they're really capable of doing the wrong things. Like, honestly, like, a lot of the exes that I've, ooh, a lot of the exes that 
have passed on and reach back out to get that closure or to tell me that I was the best thing ever. You know, they would say, like, I know I wasn't the best, but that was the best that I could give. That's the honest to God truth. They really fucking mean that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, should I agree with you? Um, yeah, I mean, now see, even when I thought of this question, you know, it was, it was, it was very thoughtful because I don't know. I guess, I guess, in a sense, like you can, you can do wrong things out of love, mm-hmm. but do you necessarily know it's the wrong things? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can be doing shit out of desperation and not notice how fucked up it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like you're, I feel like when you're at that point, you know, it's just out of of desperation of trying to keep that person. Because that's just like with, that's just like with Joe, you know what I'm saying, with Beck, you know what I'm saying? Um, Actually, you know, I'll take it, I'll take it further back. Cause Joe's stepfather, um, I think his name was uh, Mooney. Yeah, Mr. Mooney. Mm. Um, yep. Cause, cause back then, cause the whole the reason of the whole um, the whole cage thing was, you know, like you guys said earlier, you know, what I'm saying uh, his stepfather would lock him in there, you know, what I'm saying every time he did something wrong, you know, what I'm saying, mm. and that's where that's where all of that's where um, that was. Uh, Joe's reasonings of you know doing such but you know with with Joe's character with with all of with all of the things that he basically you know consumed as a child you know what I'm saying he he deemed it to be the right thing to do you know what I'm saying not knowing that it was very toxic you know what I'm saying and like when it came to when it came to Beck and honestly I feel like Cause I I think you had said you had said something um, not too long ago, um, I think you said chasing after um, damn what did you say? I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly, but no 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 I I cause like I think with I think when it came to Beck you know particularly, I feel like Beck was like really a resemblance of his mom, and. I feel like he was trying to the wrongs between him and his mom relationship through Beck. You know what I'm saying? Because if you notice, Joe was very, you know, Joe was very controlling. You know what I'm saying? He he wanted to, mm-hmm. he, he intended to bring the best out of Beck, you know what I'm saying? Even when it wasn't asked for him to do so. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, saying that, you know, her friends wouldn't shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're trying to come between us and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Had a He had a really strong, controlling way of showing his love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And in the result of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, Beck's friends is dead. Hell, Beck is dead, exactly. allegedly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, therapist locked up and every damn thing like that. And you can you can tell that it's a it's a character defect in Joe because rolling into season two, the same shit is happening. You know what I'm saying? It's a pattern there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean people are capable of doing wrong things out of love, but you know what I'm saying, you gotta watch out for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you know, when it's when it's taught and learned behavior, you know what I'm saying, that shit can become a 
a pattern. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just like with yeah. the the ending of season two. Um, you know, he he started you know eye gazing the uh, the next door neighbor, which is gonna be pretty yeah. interesting. It's gonna be pretty fucking interesting because you got a crazy ass pregnant chick who is a female version of you. And if she yeah. find out that you is fucking with the next door neighbor, she gonna kill your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, I definitely. Uh, I wanted to piggyback real quick before we uh, segue. Yeah, yeah. I definitely understand what you mean. Like, like you know, because of what he was taught, it did blur a lot of the lines for him. And that's what I was saying. Like people, people can be oblivious to it. Like they really feel like this is the best that, you know what I'm saying, I gave and everything like that. But I just feel like you have some people out here, don't get me wrong, you do have some people out here who knows, they know what they're doing. They know that they can string you along in relationships. Um, you have, you know what I'm saying, some parents who know that they took it too far with their kids. They know that they took their frustrations out on them when they, you know, beat them. They know they said some fucked up things. But it's like you, you, you try to... <laughs> How can I put it? I feel like people can be very oblivious to what they're doing because realizing what you're doing makes you feel like you're a fucked up person. And none of us want to seem like we're a fucked up person. We all rather play the victim than play the person that's deceiving. You get what I'm saying? Like, look look, look at narcissistics. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have two different masks on. They're showing their victim one side, and they're showing the people on the outside another, because it's like, I don't want to realize that I'm real fucked up. Like, I remember I used to facilitate men that said they used to go home and Close, like they would, they they would turn up the TV or turn up the stereo. They would beat their wives. They made sure not to beat them in their face. They would punch them where they they couldn't find bruises. So you do have people out here right. who know what they're doing, but you also have people who are oblivious. But I feel like if it's a learned behavior and everything like that, and the person is saying, no, this this is not healthy for me. It's like you said, which your first dynamic quote, uh, quote, quote, uh, dynamic culture quote when you was like toxic is when you love them but you can't let them go you have to let that person go and that I, I'm really starting to understand Nipsey Hussle's quote we don't we don't possess people we experience them it's not up to us to you know what I'm saying make this person just be for me you only call me I need to hear from you all day every day that's smothering you get what I'm saying but sure. this is what sure. we were taught and and this is something that we feel like we need because we need to feel value. Joe wanted to feel value. Like you said, he came second to his mom and everything like that because she was getting abused. So it's like he always felt like he had to be that protector, you know, even for the little neighbors. So I definitely want to piggyback. You're right. There's some people out there who knows, and there's some people who's oblivious. Yeah, and I mean, and to, to add a little bit more to that, that's where that's – where, um, the matchmaking with him and love came into play because um, to give a little background story about, you know, love's whole situation. And that was kind of, they kind of pretty much explained that towards the end of um, the last episode of season two. Um, And which is crazy because um, they never really necessarily explained um, her ex-husband's death. You know what I'm saying? That's still up in the air because if you, if you, um, if you remember, Love wanted a uh, a child with her ex husband, but um he didn't he didn't want um children. You know what I'm saying? And I think he had had some sort of like illness or something like that cuz he was deaf too. Um yeah. And 
at this point now, considering who Love is at this point, I 100% believe that she possibly killed this man. <laughs> you know, we, what know I mean? we might find That's out in like season possibly... three because I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, because like her her whole defect was um, her parents were fucked up too. I think I think her parents were just I wouldn't say just as bad as Joe's parents, but you know what I'm saying they had their toxic ways as well to where like you know what I'm saying they wasn't really 100 percent there for their children. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, love was basically wrapped up in a fantasy of having a perfect life uh, with that. You know what I'm saying? Which same thing with Joe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was a scene where um, love and her brother Forty. Um, they were they were being watched by uh, I guess like a sitter or something like that, or it, it may have been it may have been Forty's uh, uh, alleged girlfriend or something like that. Either way, she was way too old for Forty at the time, and she had she had explained that you know she was a bad influence on Forty, you know what I'm saying, and she basically killed the the girl or whatever. And the parents mm-hmm. covered it up because she explained to them that, you know what I'm saying, it was 40 that did it. Because I think she had uh, she had gave 40, like, some coke or some shit like that. And it had, um, it knocked him out. He had passed out and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So <clears throat> while that had happened, you know what I'm saying, she committed that crime. And once he kind of came to, I think she, I think she um, you know, pretty much convinced him that he had did it. And he confessed to the parents and the parents covered it up type of shit. You know what I'm saying? So she's she's this kind of per two as well, but yeah. in the most violent way, you know, so to speak. And now that she has this, now that she has this this fantasy, uh, this fantasy family that she's always wanted, it finally came true with Joe. And you know, plus being obsessed with Joe and actually loving Joe, you know what I'm saying? That's her perfect little world. Her world is complete. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So. Season three that's about part. to be the shit, man. I can't wait. <laughs> right, I we do with that part. So All right. the well, front door. <laughs> <laughs> you got any shout outs or appreciation? For sure, we always got shout outs and appreciations. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to Self Love Is My Rehab. You know what I'm saying? Per usual, you know what I'm saying? We drop, we drop gems, and you know kick the shits every Sunday, you know what I'm saying? It ain't yeah. never nothing too heavy, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's just, it's something to, you know, spread the word that, you know, hey, you're not alone, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's okay to just laugh at, you know, tragic, toxic situations, you know what I'm saying? That's that's part of self-love, yeah, being able to laugh, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's one of the more healthier things to do, you know what I'm saying, when you're stressed out or depressed, you know what I'm saying? Just laugh a little bit. Um, shout out to God because without him there would be no DC, there would be no complex angel, there would be no self love as my rehab. Shout out to Dynamic Culture Apparel, that's my baby, don't play with it. It's a new year, twenty twenty one, it's the new twenty twenty vision. You hear me? It's some shit dropping mm-hmm. this year. I'm gonna be working hard for y'all for real, man. So be yeah. in tune with that. You can follow up with the updates on Instagram at Dynamic underscore culture underscore apparel or you can follow me on facebook at dynamic culture apparel as well i've been noticing that y'all been whoever's listening i've been noticing i've been getting likes every time i shout it out so i appreciate y'all for if y'all listening to the show and you know what i'm saying y'all take the time out to go follow the pages you know i appreciate that 100 percent 
Um, shout out to all my people with positive vibes and positive energy. And shout out to my homies with negative vibes and negative energy. We still love you. At the end of the day, we're just waiting for you to catch up. It's 2021, bitch. <laughs> um, so I want to give a shout out to God for, you know, just having a close relationship with him. It's helped me to have a close relationship with myself. He has been there for me through some hard times and has helped me to restore my peace of mind. I want to shout out Davida and Danita. They were on our first, they were like a guest on our first season. I want to shout them yeah. out for inviting me out to Virginia to bring in the new year with them and their family. Um, they rented an Airbnb. It was like a real, like, you know, like not a lot of people. They had like 11 bedrooms, so like it could be a big house so we could social distance. But it was just really nice to be around people like you know I'm a person that I'm very like guarded and I don't go around people I get in my head and feel like I'm gonna stand out or I'm gonna be socially awkward I'm gonna be that quiet person I really enjoyed myself I got to meet some amazing people um I got to create some new memories and everything and I just want to tell people out there like be open to meeting new people you just never know what opportunities will come your way what memories you'll create and like, you know what I'm saying? What's like things that you'll realize about yourself. Like we have to stop saying no new friends, you know what I'm saying? Because some of your friends that you grew up with is closed minded and can't get you to the next level in your life. But um, shout out to you DC for, you know, just being ready to rock every Sunday. Uh, We are slowly about to, we're, we're almost done with season four. You know, we got like, I want to say, like, probably, like, five or six more episodes before we go into season five. It's going to be some changes coming, like I said. Dropping the recap was one of them. <laughs> Just saying, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we, got, we, got some, we got some new segments coming. I think you guys will like it. Uh, shout out to Queen K with Queens from Queens with Vibes and Visions. I love that podcast. Like, that podcast is really helping me to – realize, you know what I'm saying, who I am as a woman. Self-love is my rehab, helps me to level up every day. I realize something about myself every week. Um, Like you said, we drop heavy gems. Shout out to No Apologies. That book is what set the pavement for both these podcasts. And Out of Darkness is coming. I've been writing every day. I had to realize I need to stop procrastinating and I need to stop acting. I'm realizing procrastination is an arrogant way of saying I got a lot of time on my side when I really fucking don't. So I got, you know, I'm I'm getting back to it. It will be coming out, and that will be the end of No Apology series. Then we're going to go on to Bittersweet Reflection series. That one's going to punch y'all in the throat. Just saying. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, with that being said, DC, you ready to get your mind stimulated? Oh, yeah, give me the green light. Drop it. Let's stimulate that mind call. Let's see. Um, I think, I think I'm about to start switching it up. Instead of going in order, oh. I'm about to just, like, do, like, hot potato, hot potato one. It's like, nah. Um, no, nah, my stimulation mind question this week is... <laughs> do you use your social media for venting or change? And how do you feel society perceives your social media pages? God damn you. Um, so, <laughs> um, I would say way back when, my shit was oh, definitely shit. for venting. Okay. Because 
because you know how with Facebook they they bring up your memories and shit. And I seen some I seen some stats back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, <laughs> and eleven. Complex. <laughs> it wasn't looking too good. <laughs> it wasn't looking too good, man. And it's crazy because like I don't know if that's a healthy way to reflect on how much you've grown. Actually, yeah, yeah. I I would look at it that way. I like I I kind of like how they do the memory thing. You know what I'm saying? Because for for people who are developing and maturing as a person, you know what I'm saying, who revolve their lives in a sense around their social media, would kind of need to see the toxic shit that they used to post on social media because that's right. exactly how I took it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I said, like I I would I would get those notifications like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what this is a a, a post that you posted back in uh, 2009 or something like that. And I was I was saying I was saying some retarded shit. You know what I'm saying? Gosh. And I, <laughs> I will, I'm gonna be an adult and say it. I was saying some dumb ass shit to the point where I was deleting shit. I was like, you know what? That ain't me no more. I don't need to know it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm done with it. You know what I'm saying? Putting putting relationships out there in the air, you know what I'm saying, talking bad about, you know, um people I was dating previously around that time and um mm. um drunken moments, you know what I'm saying? Like shit like that, like I I wasn't prepared to see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, you know, looking back on it it was just like ew, like the fuck <laughs> That was me back then. <laughs> like, damn, it's crazy. But um but yeah, I would definitely say back then it was preventing uh right now, definitely for change. With okay. a little bit of venting, I would say healthy venting, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, just to kinda of get laughs out here and there or you know what I'm saying, just to just to get somebody to comment or, you know, certain shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that but um when it comes to the changing aspect of it um i'm definitely doing like a lot of quotes and stuff like that you know what i'm saying motivation quotes spiritual quotes and stuff like that or you know what i'm saying just dropping funny shit you know what i'm saying just you know just in case somebody need a laugh or something like that you know what i'm saying just be able to change their day around you know what i'm saying if they may be depressed or something like that drop a funny ass little little meme or something like that, that everybody might just be, you know, stealing somebody's post because everybody still everybody posts and shit, you know what I'm saying? That ain't nothing new. But, right. um, yeah, just, you know, just being more uplifting nowadays, you know what I'm saying? That's just, that's, that's, that's my thing. You know what I'm saying? I kind of yeah. cry wolf sometimes about myself being single. So I'll drop, I'll drop some single memes out there and shit, or, you know, couple shit, you know, things like that <laughs> for the most part. But, you know, trying to trying to reel somebody in and be like, huh, I'm thinking the same thing. You know, we might we might be able to work something out. <laughs> you know, but um, but yeah, that's uh, that's my take on on the first question. What was the what was the second question? How do you think society views your uh, like? How do you think people who follow you view your page? Um, I don't know a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just, I would just assume that, you know, like I said, that, you know, they, hopefully they view it as, you know, an individual who's, you know, low key. Um, right. 
um, in the process of changing, you know what I'm saying, um, a businessman, <laughs> you know, everything of that nature. Um, yeah. I would, I would, I would prefer them to know me as that now versus back then. You know what I'm saying? Because, and and I and I see it sometimes too on social media nowadays, where you know, like there'll be like clickbait, like you know, statuses and shit like that, where people, you know, they want to somewhat kind of like explain their problems and everything like that. And back then, I felt like that was the right thing to do, but nowadays is just like you know you're publicly humiliating yourself in a sense mm. you know what yeah. i'm saying when you can just when you can just go to your support group if you do have one you know what i'm saying not everybody has like a a trustworthy support group you know what i'm saying somebody to go and really vent to and talk to you know what i'm saying so i feel like i feel like that is the key to why people probably do put their business out there in social media like that. You know what I'm saying? To people who they don't they don't even fucking know like that in real life. You know what I'm saying? You just friends with them on social media and y'all just like each other's shit. You know what I'm saying? For you right. so for you to put your shit out there, you know, among strangers, you know what I'm saying, that's that's a that's a cry for help. But in result to that I would definitely say, you know, honestly just, you know, get a support group. You know what I'm saying? And even even then, you know what I'm saying? Like if a person is like if a person is real genuine and really want to, like, you know, reach out and, you know, say, like, hey, you know what I'm saying, I I don't know you like that. I've seen the post, though. Like, you good? Like, straight? Like, you need somebody to talk to? But, unfortunately, nowadays, people ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? They'll take, they'll take what you say and, you know, make you famous on Facebook by humiliating you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... I highly recommend don't put your shit out there like that, especially if you're going through something. Don't put it on social media. Okay, thank you for answering. Uh, back then, like you, I did use my social media for eventing. Um, I did post Bible quotes and everything, like I would do verse of the day, but I did a lot of venting. Um, I also was very open book about my relationship. I was making these lovey dovey statuses and then when we would break up, I would do those heartbreaking statuses. Uh, now yeah. I just use my social media for like sense of humor to promote both podcasts to promote my book. Um, I'll put up, you know, positive quotes and everything. I really don't like to display my relationship. Like I'll put I'll put pictures, but I'm not about to put everything that's going on up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll probably put, like, emojis now. If there's shit going on, I'm not running to social media with it. You're going to think right. that, you know, com- Complex is still just being her. Uh, how, how I think society perceives my social media pages, I feel like back then they probably looked like, oh, she's probably all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, you know, her her – her statuses, her moods change a lot. It makes my mood changes. Um, probably now, like, oh, she's so positive, I, you know. But I think that they see a lot of growth, you know what I'm saying, because I'm doing different stuff and I'm just, like, focused on me and everything like that. Um, I feel like some of my positivity probably irritates people because I notice that the more positive stuff I post, um, I notice that the numbers go up and down on my Instagram, like, you know, sometimes I'll have, like, 
800 something, but then I'll notice that probably two people stop following me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But I just be like, hey, if you unfollow me because of that, I'm going to just continue, you know what I'm saying, to keep being me because this is, like, I'm I'm posting, like, shit that I've been through, shit that I can relate to, shit that people may need to know. I don't think I'm better than anybody. I am far from fucking perfect. But some people, they just want to see the Instagrams that got all the drama. So, you know, mm-hmm. they probably don't want to, you know, hear that and everything like that. But, hey. So, you know, I think I, I see I see a lot of growth, and I just want to be perceived as someone who is, like, just out here trying to get people to live in their truth, you know what I'm saying? Like, really be okay with everything that happened to you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said before, like that trip I went on, you know, like I, I stepped out of my, I stepped out of my comfort zone a lot. Like, I'm, I was being goofy. We played Truth or Dare. There's a video of me doing the Harlem Shake. Like, it was just so fun, and like, just looking back at the... <laughs> just looking back at the video, you know, the old me would have just cringed, like, oh, my God, look at how big I am. I was like, yes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so proud of you. You know, like, I was happy. Like, I was able to laugh at myself. That's what self-love is, like, being comfortable with who you are, not giving a fuck about anybody else. Don't, like, not not giving a fuck about what others, others think of you. Don't change yourself for anybody unless you feel like you need to change. You get what I'm saying? So, yep. Right. But... Yeah. That being said, DC, I'm sorry, you about to say something else? Oh, oh no, yeah, you good. Um, I was gonna say, um, I, I, that definitely hit close to home, um, with that last little bit that you said because, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's, um, that's that's the major, that's the major hump that I'm struggling with with my self love is just you know what I'm saying accepting my image, you know what I'm saying because I feel like I'm still personally wrapped up in you know what I'm saying the 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 um the tragic situations that I was going through you know what I'm saying growing up and you know people talking about me to where like I really just dislike my image but um I told myself uh this year I'm going to start dedicating pretty much every day to myself by you know taking more pictures, you know what I'm saying, smiling more on social media, you know what I'm saying, really really giving myself a face in this world, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, like I said, yeah. with, you know, with with the, you know, with the negative, you know, feedback of, you know, people talking about me and everything like that, you know, made me really feel like an ugly person, you know what I'm saying, so I have yeah. to get over that and realize that, hey, you 31, you know what I'm saying, most of those people that talked about you probably ugly as shit or probably matured, you know what I'm saying? To the point where, you know, you can kind of accept it and have some closure and, you know, start, you know, living life and loving you and who you are as yeah. a person and love image. So <clears throat> everybody expect to see like a shit ton of um, photos of me. I'm going to start photo bombing social media and everything. And, and that's not, that's not, that's not for y'all. That's for me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's it's a it's a challenge for me because like I've never been a photogenic person. So mm-hmm. when when that does happen, this for me it's definitely not for y'all. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well with that then close us out with the dynamic quote. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the closed caption of the night. Hopefully y'all enjoyed this uh 
this podcast episode. You know what I'm saying? If y'all seen you, hopefully y'all definitely enjoyed the, the discussion that we had. If y'all still happen to listen in and didn't watch the shit, watch the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a for real good show. It's a for real good show. You know what I'm saying? Everybody had their perspectives on, you know, everything, you know. So y'all might have a different perspective, you know, from what we may have discussed. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, uh, You is definitely an interesting show. Um, if y'all if y'all are This Is Us lovers, hey, new episode Tuesday. Be on the lookout for that. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I'm going to be chimed in. I'm sure Complex and, you know, Ace to Face and Com- – um, not Complex, I just said your name. Uh, Queen K. <laughs> Queen K, I'm sure she's going to be chiming in too. You know what I'm saying? That's another That's another um, heavy hitter right there. So make sure you all tune in for yeah. that and, you know, stay updated for you because season three is in the works. We're just waiting on it to drop. But with that being said, yeah. we're going to close the uh, – we're going to close the show out with the dynamic quote. And it is coming from our infamous king, Denzel Washington, my Nick. <laughs> and the quote is, um, it's easy to spot a red car when you're always thinking of a red car. It's easy to spot opportunity when you're always thinking of opportunity. It's easy to spot reasons to be mad when you're always thinking of being mad. You become what you constantly think about. Watch yourself. Uh-huh. And when I read this quote, it hit home like every quote always does, you know what I'm saying? Because we do always, you know, think what we think we always end up becoming. You know what I'm saying? So take that, you know, literally and start manifesting some positivity in your life. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like you have a chance to win a million dollars, think about that shit. If you have mm-hmm. thoughts, about getting a new house, continue to think about that new house. You know what I'm saying? If you have thoughts about thinking about that new car, keep thinking about that new car. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Start manifesting a lot of positivity in your life. You know what I'm saying? This is a new year. This is a fresh start. You know what I'm saying? I know it sounds really cliche, you know what I'm saying, with the whole terminology of new new year, new me type of thing. But fuck all that. Continue to be you, just you. You know what I'm saying? Continue to work on you. You know what I'm saying? Spread that positivity. Spread that love. You know what I'm saying? Within yourself and with all your loved ones around you. You know what I'm saying? Because the more positivity from others, the better. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, that's the end of the show. Peace and love. We are out. Peace and love. Happy New Year again. Happy New Year. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.